BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and uh, this month we're... I, as I promised before, after doing two month two episodes of like serious social issues, we're gonna we're gonna just talk about some witchcraft stuff today, guys. We're just we're just gonna talk about some witchcraft. We're not gonna talk about Nazis. We're not gonna talk about QAnon. No white supremacists at at all. I mean, I mean, maybe technically a person who I mentioned might end up having been one because I don't know these people uh, personally because the, the the people I'm thinking about mentioning um, are just prominent witches so uh and i might not even say their names who knows anyways it's this isn't about white supremacy all right good news everybody (laughs) this isn't about white supremacy or the satanic panic or like uh people coming for us with pitchforks or it's it's not going to be about anti-semitism it's not going to be about i mean all that stuff exists in the world and needs to be discussed but we're going to give you a break from it this month because <laughs> like I, I thought about like hey maybe i'll do my episode on turfs in witchcraft and then i was like oh my god no uh i that that that, that would like depress everybody like no we're gonna we're gonna stick to a nice little witchcraft topic this month and uh try to try to stay positive um yeah yeah let's we're gonna try to stay positive uh, as much as this show ever stays positive, I'm I'm still going to be a sarcastic jackass, but I'll be a positive sarcastic jackass talking about fun things and not deeply, gravely depressing and distressing things. So good news. <laughs> this month on the podcast, what we are talking about is just kind of a general overview about the Wheel of the Year, what it is, where it comes from and any associated nonsense that we've picked up along the way. It's... It's... This is gonna... This is gonna be a fun little thing, just about the wheel of the year. And there's there's plenty of nonsense, but none of it depressing, I don't think. Well, I guess some of it's depressing. It depends on your point of view. But we're going with it, and, uh... Yeah. So what we're talking about today, again, is the Wheel of the Year. The Wheel of the Year is a set of eight holidays, which have grown kind of, they've gotten kind of general acceptance around modern paganism and witchcraft. Um, Like, they started with Wicca, and we're going to talk about the origin of why these specific eight holidays and their names as we get into this more, but they started just out as as like a Wiccan thing. Like, it, it was a Wiccan thing, but because, again, Wicca has... Uh, sucked all the air out of the room for so long in the modern witchcraft movement. Um, and I say this as a Wiccan. I can I can criticize my own people. Um, because it became such a ubiquitous thing, these got thought of as witches' holidays, and therefore this became kind of this idea that, like, oh, witches have to celebrate these eight holidays. No, they don't. What are you? No, no, there's 
There is absolutely no obligation that um, any non-Wiccan adhere to these. And I, there's nothing, you know, almost none of these are exclusively a Wiccan thing. So go ahead and use the holidays if you're not Wiccan. Like, I'm not, like, saying that. Like, that would be stupid for me to say that. Um, but, like, the, uh, the, the Wheel of the Year is not this like demandingly universal thing that you'll get like some people like on Tumblr talking about like all oh, witches do this. No, no, you dummy. I shouldn't call people stupid. I can call me stupid. I shouldn't call other people stupid. They are incorrect. That is, they are incorrect. <laughs> so, what are the eight holidays of the Wheel of the Year? Well, the eight holidays are, there's a bunch of different names, but uh, the, the general common names for the eight holidays of the year, if I bother to, I'm literally like, I have pulled open my Book of Shadows. Here we go. Like, I literally, like, I'm gesturing at this thing like you can see me. This is an audio show. It's, uh... These are the the eight holidays of the of the wheel of the year. Now I'm going to be saying pronouncing these names in what I refer to as the uh, common American witch pronunciation. Uh, some of these might be not quite right for the historical way that you're supposed to pronounce these words, but these are the ways that I have heard most of my fellow witches pronounce these words over the past several decades. Because I've been a witch since the mid '90s, so. Um, they, they may not be accurate pronunciations for the way that the historical festivals some of these have their names taken from use, but they are the pronunciations I'm going to use. <laughs> All right. So um, we're going to start at Samhain, uh, which is October 31st uh, at sunset. So the way that I've always celebrated is uh, October 31st at sunset until sunset on November 1st, but um, some people just say the day. Uh, all of these dates are, like, pretty movable. And these are, of course, Northern Hemisphere dates. Um, effectively, for the Southern Hemisphere, you got to rotate these whole things uh, five, six months because they're very seasonal. And, uh, yeah. If you live on the equator, I guess it's uh, which side of the equator you're on that day. That would be really weird to be a witch living on the equator. I've never really thought about that. I've thought about like what it's like to live in like Australia or something, but I've never thought about what it, that. That's just gotta be. It's gotta be weird. Anyways, I'm digressing. Samhain, October thirty-first, is the most common date you'll hear for this in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, uh, it's a harvest festival. Um, it's the you know, being summer's end, literally. Then we have, I'm just going to blow through these. Don't worry. Uh, if I might do like more in-depth episodes on each holiday going down the road. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're just going to briefly go over this. Then you have um, the winter solstice, Yule, and that takes place on whatever day the winter solstice is that year. That It varies based on... Uh, year, but also kind of where you are in the world. The depending on the solstice point can fall on a different day technically, uh, but it's the winter solstice. Um, it's Yule. Then, in 
February, either February 1st or February 2nd, depending on who you ask, is Imbolc, um, also known as Candlemas, but uh, Imbolc is the more common name you'll see for it. And uh, I always do that February 2nd, but I know some people do that February 1st. Then um, Ostara, which is the uh, vernal or spring equinox in March. And if you're listening to this and you're a regular subscriber who's just listening to this feed for free, it happened about a week ago um, when this gets released. If you are a, uh, well, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you got this right about Ostara. So good job. Patreon patrons, get these episodes a week early. I'll just mention that. Even a dollar a month will get you this episode a week early. Um, that's the, the Ostara's the spring equinox. Um, then uh, Beltane, which is, again, this is where we get into my uh, uh, um, common American witch pronunciation is what I'm saying now, Beltane. And I know that, that that's not right for the way that the actual, like, historical thing and that they're, yeah. I know, I know I'm saying it in a way that is technically wrong, but literally all the witches I know in real life call it Beltane. So I'm just, it's, it's Beltane to me. Um, and... That is, uh, for me, it's always April 30th at sunset through um, sunset on May 1st. Um, it's Bonfire Festival. Um, then after that, we get to uh, Midsummer, or some call it Letha, um, or Litha. I always, I don't know how to pronounce that one because I always call it Midsummer, um, just because I like it better. And that's the summer solstice. And then we move to. Um, August 1st uh, is the most common date for this. I've seen it as late as August 5th. But uh, Lunasa, which is the hardest of all to spell, which is why a lot of us just write down Lamas, which is technically a different holiday, but uh, it's just related. But, you know, whatever. Lunasa is easy to say, hard to spell. <laughs> um, and then uh, in... In autumn, um, in September, we have the autumnal equinox, which is by many of us called Mabon. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the, the name Mabon is probably the most controversial one. Um, although Letha and Ostara also got their names from, uh, so Aiden Kelly is the one who named Mabon Mabon, and uh, I, it's probably the most, con he's a very controversial figure, <laughs> like, <laughs> you could get into fights with Gardenarians about that stuff, uh, and there's some, there's some ones who get really kind of prickly when you call, like, Mabon Mabon, um, because of it, although, you know, again, Astar and Letha, he also named, um, I'm, I'm gonna call it Mabon, and y'all can fight me, and uh, I'm definitely going to have to do, like, I'm going to have to do a whole episode on Aiden Kelly because, uh, like, like, I get why certain Gardnerians don't like him and have an issue with him. On the other hand, did some stuff that was kind of important. And, 
Yeah, no, that's going to be a whole fight. Um, <laughs> it's just, and that, and that those are our eight holidays. Those are our eight holidays of uh, the Wheel of the Year, just in name and relative date. And obviously, you know, in the Southern Hemisphere, um, when it's Beltane in the, the Northern Hemisphere, it's Samhain in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, when it's Yule in the Northern Hemisphere, it's Midsummer or Letha in the Southern Hemisphere. And vice versa. You know, Imbolc lines up with Lunasa, Ostara, and Mabon. Um, you know, like, just flip them. Because, again, you know, obviously the seasons are rotated because they're in the opposite side of the planet. And that's how seasons work. With the relative position of the Earth in its tilt versus the sun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you may be asking yourself, so as I mentioned, like Aiden Kelly gave the names of uh, Letha, Ostara, and Mabon. And Yule was a pre-existing name for, you know, used by many groups, many groups, the Germanic people for the, um, the time around the winter solstice. So uh, but the other three are all kind of tacked on names. And, uh, Ostara, hmm, okay, yeah. God, I can't believe, so it's this time of year, so of course I'm seeing that stupid Ishtar post. Ishtar has nothing to do with Easter, um, but, uh, also the goddess of Easter might not have existed, and Beatles was a bad researcher, and, um, there's not really much pagan about anything having to do with Easter. Uh, I hate to tell you guys. But that's a, God, that's a, like, so, to digress for just a few moments here, um, there's this weird fascination with, like, the Christians stole our holidays. Well, that might have happened a little bit, like, as a recruitment technique, but not as much as people think it did. Um, there's, like, the historical evidence for a lot of this stuff is really, really questionable when you dive back into it far enough. The problem is, is that, like, if someone had a theory a hundred years ago that feels like it's authentic, but maybe based on still speculation. So, um, the, the Christians, did, like, Christmas being, you know, the 25th of, the, Christmas being the 25th of December has very little to do with any Christian holidays. Like, it doesn't have to, with any non-Christian holidays. Um, because, uh, Jesus is, uh, so, okay, fun stuff. It all has to do with Judaism. Everybody forgets about Judaism. Just a bunch of, who would have thought the bunch of white, as in racial, witches who grew up in majority Christian countries who then went to become witches didn't know a lot about Judaism. Who would have thought, um, so, like, Christmas is the 25th of December, but it was long before, like, the expansion expansion of, like, the Christian church because um, Jesus is, uh, Jesus, like, Jesus now there's was crucified, like, um, according to legends, right around the time of, like, Passover. And um, there was a thing in, in Christian belief that Jesus had also been conceived on Passover. The Immacul so, um, 
They just did the math of adding nine months to that? <laughs> That's it? That's... And, and they got, like, and so... Yeah. Anyways... That's really not witchcraft related. That's just me getting frustrated with people who do your research books. Like, and don't just, don't believe every book you read because, um, some, it's, Llewellyn's published a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> just, some of it's good, some of it's not. And, uh, sometimes things become legends within the community. Like the idea that these, uh, this wheel of the year is ancient and it is not. These particular eight holidays collected together are not an ancient thing. And the fact is that, like, uh, that's, uh, those are labels that have only been around since, like, the 70s for uh, these these holidays. And, like, Doreen Valiente didn't even use those names, you know. Um, the, the, the way that these holidays were, were put together was um in the 50s again we talked about in the history of if we could we talk about uh gerald gardner we talked about the brickett wood coven um and you can go back and listen to that but that's really that's really where this starts so the way the story goes and this is you know i don't know if there's necessarily a lot of evidence for this but this is this is the way the story is is told it's that gerald gardner um he was leading the Bricketwood Coven, and uh, Ross Nichols, who was uh, part of the, the Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids, uh, they both kind of adopted this calendar to uh, hold more frequent... They wanted to party more, more celebration. And uh, the rumor is that the two of them developed this calendar during an, a naturist retreat, because <laughs> there's nothing that Gerald Gardner likes to do more than find excuses to get people naked. Um... And uh, Gardner wanted to argue for the, the celebration of the solstices and equinoxes, while Nichols wanted to uh, argue for the, the celebration of the four fa Celtic fire festivals. Um, and, and so what they did was they uh, combined these two ideas to the, the eight holidays. And that's why they're, you'll note they're not perfectly spaced, even though it's a quote-unquote wheel of the year. Like... Well, there's more distance between certain holidays. Um, and and those those four fire festivals, like, we're pretty sure they existed. Uh, in the 10th century, uh, uh, Cormac Mac Carthage, I probably said that wrong. I I can't pronounce anything, uh, but he, he wrote about the, the four great fires lighted up on the four great festivals of the Druids in February, May, August, and November. And those would be, of course, you know, our, what we now call Imbolc Beltane, uh, Lunasa, and uh, Samhain. And so, yeah, it's it's pretty much called the, the witches and the Druids got together and said, hey, man, we need to party more, and we're currently naked. Let's, uh, let's come up with, like, a nice little calendar to party. And so, uh, yeah. Like. And, and one of the reasons, though, that's why this Wheel of the Year feels more universal, though, because uh, the, the witches and the druids agreed on this, man, but they just happened to be naked at the time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. 
Like, and, and... Yeah. So, and that's where we get... And, and Be he first... Gardner first referred to these as uh, Beltane, Lunasa, Samhain, and Bridget is the... And, and by the mid-1960s, the phrase Wheel of the Year had been coined to, to describe this cycle of holidays. So, combining these, like, so so the four, so you have four pre-existing kind of Celtic festivals, um, which were, were pre-existing holidays, and then you have the solstices and equinoxes, um, were incorporated and and the com combination of these two is 100 percent um a 20th century invention right and you know i've talked before about how like older doesn't make it better and i'm, I'm a wiccan i celebrate all eight of these holidays you know some more than others because frankly it's just harder to do some than others but these these are my holidays, and but uh, we have to fully acknowledge that this is a one, um, largely a Wiccan thing, just because the, the Wiccans tend to outnumber the Druids quite a bit, um, at least through how you know, Wicca had a big blow up in the late 20th century that uh, modern neo Druidism does hasn't necessarily had, um, and. Yeah, and so that's why, like, also, though, you get different weights. Like, Valiente referred to the, you know, um, the four uh, Celtic holidays that are kind of incorporated to the Wheel of the Year as the Greater Sabbaths, um, and then the uh, the Equinoxes and Solstices as the Lesser Sabbaths. And she just referred to those by the names of their, like, season. Like, she didn't use Aiden Kelly's names because, you know, well, Aiden Kelly is a controversial figure in witchcraft because coven secrets no um i, I don't want to make fun of that too much like you make an oath you break an oath obviously someone's going to be pissed off you broke an oath and again that's that is a whole episode unto itself and it is certainly a thing so it's this is the the, the wheel of the year Importantly, though, it's it's important to remember, though, that this is, again, a modern invention. This is a new thing. This is a, a modern combination of ideas, some old, some new, and oh, look, that's the entire modern witchcraft movement all together. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Now, with all that background, I guess the, the question is, does a witch have to celebrate these holidays? No! Of course not! You don't have to do anything you don't want to do when it comes to this. Okay, so Wiccans usually celebrate, or at least mark these holidays. and But that's because, like, with Wicca, you are signing up for a very particular set of stuff. Like, you know, I want to be a Wiccan, I want to do this stuff. Um, there's, I'll admit that often I'm lazy and I'm not always good about celebrating holidays. You know, it's, it's way easier to be a, a Samhain and Beltane witch. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, remembering to b b bake something on Lunasa or like, 
you know, I haven't done shit for Ostara in a long time. I, you know, I, I'm probably not great. Anyways, <laughs> but the point is, is that you definitely, if you're not a Wiccan, you don't have to do any of this stuff. Just like if you're not a Wiccan, you don't have to do any Wiccan thing. But these are open holidays. Like, nobody owns the solstices. No one owns the equinoxes. Nobody, and these, f and the other four holidays on the Wheel of the Year are, year, are pre-existing things, right? So, like, they're not inherent, there's nothing inherently Wiccan about those other holidays so much as Wiccans choose to celebrate those pre-existing holidays. You dig? Yeah. So that's that's my that's that's Trey's basic introduction to the wheel of the year. Feel free to disregard everything I said. Oh dear lord. See, it's I promise this would be a less depressing episode. I promise this has been a less this would be a less depressing episode and I think I think I've delivered. I think that we've maybe gotten some helpful stuff. Obviously experienced witches, you already knew this. Or at least, you know, you looked at the Wikipedia page. I don't know. What's on the Wikipedia page? I should... Oh my god, I could have just looked at the Wikipedia page. Did... Why do I do all this work? Half the... Half the, half the stuff I said... It's right... It's right here. Oh... Why don't I just look at Wikipedia first? Okay, so, well, thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of BS Free Witchcraft. Remember, this show it only happens because of support from listeners like you. Um, and you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. That is patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. Um, and even for just a dollar a month, you can get these episodes early. And, uh, yeah, it's... Mind you, if you feel like contributing to one of our higher tiers, uh, I'd give you a shout-out right now. And the current people receiving shout-outs are Stephanie Graves, Mary Stowell, Lindsay Dosey, and Bruce Norville. Thank you guys so much for your support, and thanks to everybody else who gives support. Um, I know that, obviously, only that $10 tier gets their name read on the, um, the show, but I would, I would rather have five one dollar supporters than one ten dollar supporter and i'll say that every day because i understand that times are tough and uh like it's the world's a burning nightmare so if you can't afford to contribute i also understand if you can't contribute at all like if you if you can't even do the dollar tier also i get it we can do to help support the show is tell everyone about it <laughs> um share this show on your social media um, remember, you can follow this show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. And you can follow me on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n. You can find me on Tumblr at t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n.tumblr.com. And remember, this show is a Discord where you can talk to anybody who listens, who shows up. I don't know. You can talk to me. You can talk to me. You can talk to lots of people because it's a Discord for the whole Nerd and Tie Network, which includes other shows like uh, Hex Positive with Brina Garen, which is the other witchcraft show on the network. And she's been on this show more than once. 
And uh, you could listen to Hex po- chat with Bree of Hex Positive. Or you can, you know, you should check out other stuff on the Nerd and Tie Network. But you can join our Discord at nerdandtie.com slash Discord. And you can check out other shows like uh, Hex Positive at nerdandtie.com slash Hex. Or, you know, we just, uh, a, a new show launched on the network from Jody and Tyler of Cool and Unusual Punishment called Poor Man's History, where uh, Jody and Tyler sit down and uh, drink and tell each other his, his stories from history that are funny and weird. And it's just, it's a it's a good old time. And you can find more information about that at nerdandtie.com slash History. Or just go to nerdandtie.com, click on our shows, all that fun stuff. Also, if you want to harp at me for anything I said in this episode, I actually would love to hear it. If you go to bsfreewitchcraft.com and click on the contact form, like, that's what it's there for. If you got questions, if you have thoughts, if you feel like yelling at me, um, if you have suggestions for an episode subject. Like, the whole reason why I did this episode is because it was suggested to me by a listener on the Discord. So do that tell me things there's a contact form at bsforwitchcraft.com or you can uh, just talk to me directly on the discord and you can again join that discord at nerdandtie.com slash discord and with that magicians i'm i'm gonna just run away from everything and uh (laughs) see i promised you i wouldn't be depressing this month and i wasn't unless you're a gardenarian and you want to fight me about aiden kelly I guess. That would be fun. You should do that. I'm going to have to do a whole episode on that guy. He's a very controversial figure. And it's it's sometimes funny to me to watch people get mad about him. Even though, like, I understand that, like, there's a legitimate reason. But also, there's, like, there's a very complex other side to it that doesn't get mentioned whenever Gardnerians bring it up these days. Okay, I'm going to go now. Bye!